Welcome to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which communicates and celebrates the real-life narrative of running a business. If we haven't been introduced before, hello, my name is Alice. I'm a digital marketing coach based in the UK, and I'm also the host of this podcast. There's nothing I enjoy more than talking about the often unspoken sides of being an entrepreneur and sitting down in conversation with others who get it. We all know that running a business and being self-employed can sometimes be a pretty lonely and consuming experience. So it's my intention that these episodes bring a bit of encouragement and community to what you're doing. In today's episode, I'll be having an honest conversation with one of my work friends, which I'm saying in inverted commas, because I never know quite what to call people who I work with, but are also slightly my friends. Um, But with one of my in commas work friends, Will, to discuss a male's perspective on the fear, guilt, and insecurity involved in running a business. So if you're ready to be reminded that we're all very much human and find out how Will and I get through the bad days in our businesses, then keep on listening. Welcome back to the podcast and welcome to episode number 35. I said it in the introduction to episode number 30. Every time I reach an episode number ending in a zero or a five, I just feel the need to acknowledge it. It feels like a little bit of a mini milestone, as you might say. And I think often when we run our own businesses, we've got to get pretty good at giving ourselves a pat on the back and, you know, hosting our own round of applause. So here is a small celebration of reaching 35 episodes. And I must say, Thank you for making this podcast more than me just speaking to myself by myself, which when I think about it is incredibly lame. Um, I really cannot tell you how much it means to me that people listen to this. Even, you know, it just means so much when people reach out and say that a particular episode has encouraged you or inspired you or just reminded you that we're human or, you know, giving you that kind of confidence you needed to take that risk or do that thing it really does mean so so much and I must say both in this podcast and what I do as my job which if you don't know is as a digital marketing coach is the people aspect as much as I love what I teach and what I work with my favorite thing about what I do is the people both in terms of my clients but also in terms of the people that I get to work alongside and the people that I just naturally meet through doing what I do And one of the things that I really value in the people around me, particularly when it's in a business context, is people who are okay and willing to be honest about what's really going on in their business and kind of in their lives. And what I don't mean there is that I expect everyone I meet to, you know, break down in floods of tears and tell me a sob story the second I meet them. But what I do love is when someone's, you know, willing to show the behind the scenes of what's going on and maybe take away that slightly, you know, shiny facade that I think we're quite used to either being encouraged to have or we're used to feeling like we should have because everyone else looks like they've got their crap together. Um, And today's guest is definitely one of those people for me. Today's guest is one of my friends called Will. Um, I just called him my friend, but actually we like to call each other work friends because one time I said that he was my work acquaintance and we've just never got past that point. Um, So although there is no word that accurately captures when someone is both a friend but you also work with them, but they don't quite feel like a real life friend because you met them in a work context. We call each other work acquaintances, but that's very much in bunny ears. Um, But Will and I uh, met whilst we were on a studio shoot for a client that we share. Um, And he's just one of those people where the second we met, we just instantly were completely honest about everything. We had a debate about politics on the first lunch break that we had together. And from that point on, I just thought, interesting we do not have an issue with disagreeing or talking about things that maybe other people don't always like to talk about. Um, He's incredibly talented at what he does and he's also just a very nice person. So I've always wanted to have him on the podcast because he has some interesting opinions and perspectives and we always have good conversations. And I kind of asked him, you know, what would you want to share? What, you know, might be a topic that you'd want to talk about? And he kind of brought 
brought up this idea of talking about the negative emotions that he kind of experiences in his business and what his kind of journey has looked like. And I was like, brilliant, let's do it. So to give you a bit of a backstory on Will, he is a creative director at Neve, which is a content creation agency. And he's also a commercial photographer and a Sony pro photographer, which sounds incredibly fancy. And I don't really know what a lot of those words means, but he's very good with the camera basically. Um, And in this episode, we just turned on the microphone and had a good old chat. We discussed our experiences of the varying insecurity, fear and guilt involved in being an entrepreneur. And let me tell you, it was just so refreshing to hear particularly a male talking so honestly about the often unspoken sides of it all. Um, You know, from feeling isolated to never feeling like your work is good enough to fearing what people are going to think of what you do. It was just really comforting to have a conversation and be like, oh, you have those fears too. And you have all those emotions as well. Like, great, good to know it's not only me. So I'd really encourage you to listen to this episode if you need that little reminder that we are all human. And you want to know you're not the only one making it up as you go along. And also if you'd benefit from hearing how we've both, you know, continued going and what we've learned along the way about getting through this slightly crazy journey of running a business and being an entrepreneur. So with that being said, I will let you get on with today's episode, but be sure to head to alicebenham.co.uk forward slash will to find the show notes and get connected with everything he does and everything we mentioned in the episode. So yeah, enjoy the conversation. So this feels really weird because I feel like we've had so many conversations and not recorded them that now it's weird. Yeah, we probably should have recorded 90% of the conversations. I feel like they would probably have been more on topic and interesting than what we're going to talk about today because we'll probably go off topic. No, I will go off topic, but I feel like that's the point. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we do, isn't it? Talk about random Life things. things. Life things. Important things. Yeah. For anyone that doesn't, well, no. I normally say for anyone that doesn't know you, but I don't think any of my audience will know you because you're not in the same circles. You're a man. I know, sorry. (laughs) I feel like I've disappointed your audience. (laughs) Yeah, they'll be listening. They're They're switching on now. They hope that Will was like a female with an edgy name and then they were like, no, No. he's actually is a man. I'm out. Sorry sorry to disappoint, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really know what we'll end up talking about today, but obviously we had a bit of a content plan already in there but I guess maybe you start by telling a bit more of your story and then I think we'll just go from there in terms of whatever we end up chatting about yeah so go for it my name's Will I'm male <laughs> I don't feel like we're just going to mention that throughout the episode like, it's because I'm the first one for any other male yeah people on your podcast I want to be known as the first one you're the way maker I'm the spear and the spearhead spearhead okay <laughs> I can give you that time, so that. that's fine yeah my name's Will um I run a company called Neve Studios. Yeah. Uh, we're a production company. I'm mostly known as a photographer. Um, do lots of weddings. Yeah, I do. Like to. So I got so I got into photography through a friend um, when I was uh, 16 at the time, mm. and I started doing weddings at the weekends, um, and I started getting known for it. I started winning a few awards, and I think because I was young at the time, mm-hmm. um, people were like you know they saw my work and they thought, wow, it's really good. How old is he? Oh my god, he's 16. And I kind of ran with that. And I, I yeah. that. I'm now 23. And I got known as a wedding photographer for, for, for a magnitude of things. And um, I got really lucky and I started working with some really cool brands. Um, I worked with uh, Wagamama and then I got picked up by Sony um, and brought onto their kind of ambassadorial squad. Um, what a phrase, ambassadorial uh, squad. Never yeah. heard you call it that before. Yeah, I don't know. I just invented that there and then. No, You're so like, I'm on a podcast, I need to come up with a good name for it. Well, so I started doing like photography workshops with, with Sony. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, you know, we 
do like what's called consumer engagement events where I basically teach. And it's something I actually really fell in love with. I was really nervous to do it when I started and when they approached me about it. Mm. Um, but it turned into like one of the most kind of amazing and enlightening experiences meeting kind of like like-minded people, whether they were like mm. 90 years old or whether they were like 15 years old. It was really, really cool to like speak and, and have people engage with yeah. me and, and that sort of thing. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I started working with these brands and I kind of have t- now taken a step away from weddings mm. and I'm pursuing a, a, a different career in commercial photography, um, which I started as yeah, a student yeah. agency um, with two other guys. Which is really different. It's very different, but oh my God, it's, it's, it's more where I wanted to be actually when I kind of got into photography, weddings yeah. I kind of fell into in, a, in some kind of path to become a commercial photographer. Mm. But I feel like now I'm... Knowing where I'm at now, yeah, um, it's it's more like where I want to be, and you know I've owned two businesses now, and and that's probably more we're going to talk about now. So. Yeah, I find that so interesting. I feel like our stories are really similar in that like we're very young when we started out, and we kind of talked about this before we started pressing record. But like that thing where you're known not just for what you do, but for the fact that you do it at your age. And I had a very similar experience, like picked up at a young age, almost not thrown in the deep end, but kind of you get opportunities come your way that put you in a position that you wouldn't necessarily be in. And then we both, I think, have had moments where we've realised actually this isn't necessarily what I want to do. I love part of this, but maybe I want to shift it and then have kind of figured out where we want to go from that. I think that's a natural thing to happen to everyone, though. Mm. You know, you, you fall into one thing and you end up, you know, anyone who enjoys what they do, I think, never really anticipated to actually end up in that exact situation. Yeah. Or, like, that exact position. Yeah. Um, I think so many people's stories are actually just, I said yes to an opportunity, I made it up, so I went along, and now I'm here. I think yeah. we assume that people are really intentional about where they want to get to, but I think sometimes it is just I think the way it happens. intention only works when, like, one way. And I think... That it's what all, do you mean by that? It's all good having intention. Yeah. But... I think you've kind of got to allow a little bit of room for wiggle room to kind of get to that intention. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there's no defined path. Mm. I, I like it to Photoshop. Um, there's a million ways to retouch someone's skin, but and no one way is the, the best way. Mm. It's, it's all really circumstantial. Yeah. I think it's, I love the conversation. One of the reasons I wanted to get you on the podcast was because I've probably had the most honest conversations with you like we disagree about quite not disagree but have we're both quite opinion- I say disagree. <laughs> yeah, disagree we're both quite opinionated and we we know what we think and I think we've I find it very interesting talking with you because we have very similar experiences but both of us have quite different opinions based off it so I know we've we've probably had debates about every topic yeah taboo topic like yeah. under the sun haven't we yeah yeah it's like everything <laughs> <laughs> think of all the things that you like don't want to talk about and we've probably had a conversation Should about it probably mentioned how we know each other Oh yeah, so (laughs) I work as part of an agency team on digital strategy and Will works on the same team as me. So we have a client that we share, so I do the digital strategy and Will creates the visual content for them. And we first met, we did a photo shoot day together. Mm -hmm. And I think on the first day we had a debate at lunchtime about politics. Yeah, I wouldn't say a debate. No, not debate. So we worked out our differences Yeah. and agreed with them. Like, you have your differences and I have my Yeah, a warmed conversation, not heated, yeah, just warmed. Agreed. Something a bit more than... And then you mentioned your podcast and I started listening to a podcast. Oh, cute. Yeah. You've still not left a review, though. No, I still haven't left a review. You told me to leave a review on your behalf. <laughs> <laughs> That's about how much effort you're Yeah, and you about. did, no. No, I did not. You can leave your own review. Um, let's start with one of the topics that we often talk about the most. Actually, the topic that you 
kind of mentioned when you said about coming onto the podcast. Mm. Tell me a bit more about that. So obviously I said, I'd love to have you on the podcast. What do you want to talk about? Mm. What did you tell me? And I said the fear of using your content Mm. or kind of putting yourself out there. And I think it's really relatable whether, you know, you're a photographer, whether you're, you know, a digital coke, whether you... (laughs) Do you know what I do? Yeah, I do. I've got more of an idea now of a coke that's like like a digital, like actual moving coke. You know what I mean? Oh, like, like a, a bus. A bus. Yeah, you're like a bus. Yeah. That's me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> take that as an insult or not, but we'll move on. Um, but no, um, I forgot what I was saying. It's like the crippling impact, isn't it, of yeah. being a perfectionist and not feeling like anything that you create is good enough. Yeah. And I think it's something we all experience, but we don't often talk about because, like, how do you talk about that? It's not like a pretty thing, is it? I think I think we've all done it as well. We've all taken that selfie. We've all taken you know written something and deleted mm. it you know and and it's actually in in business sometimes you have to just put yourself out there i found and it's really hard to like mm. really really hard to and i know there's probably a lot of people listening and you know who are thinking about growing their personal brand and it's sometimes a it's difficult to know where to start b it's difficult to know what's what's going to engage and c sometimes you're just not proud of your content and yeah. you don't want to post it mm. Um, and I've in the last kind of six months um, growing my personal brand it's it's really hard to kind mm. of n- like know what to post know you know your audience and and you know if you don't start seeing numbers immediately you think you've done something wrong yeah it can be really discouraging can't it I okay. think like you like, I like the reference that actually I think it's something that comes to my personal lives when we think about posting selfies and okay. like you know and I don't know if you ever used to do this but I definitely used to like delete a picture if it didn't get as many likes oh, yeah. as I thought it would oh yeah or just in like my... on Facebook hide it yeah you know like you're like oh that's so shameful no one needs yeah. to see that yeah and then I think when you take those insecurities into a business sense where you have to do those things and it's kind of, you need to do it to survive. It's like, well, what do you do? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think you have to power through it, for starters. Mm. But it's really hard to. I mean, and I know, I've, so I've I had a personal business before as a wedding photographer. Mm. And even then, I'd go and take award-winning images. Yeah, I wouldn't want to post them because there was a certain image, like a certain part that I didn't like. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that, that makes me kind of cringe. Uh, uh, just that one image or that, you know you can use it for anything like piece of content um, but the couple and the couple's family and the wider audience would still love it like no one probably picks up on that tiny little mini mm. thing like mini thing so do you struggle to step back and realise I know that I see flaws in this but other people really love it and it's valuable to others and then that's therefore why you should post it or do you find yourself quite kind of tunnel visioned on what's wrong with it uh yeah, I think I think a bit of both. Mm. Um, I think as soon as you start seeing the flaws, you're going to go. Everyone else is going to see that. Yeah. And I think it's only in the last few months I've realised that actually I need to be posting regularly and consistent. You know, have that consistency mm. for people to actually engage. Um, but it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard. Yeah, it's, it's really such hard. like cliche classic phrase, isn't it? But it's like when you actually put that into action. And I think we're both the same. We're such perfectionists. Mm. And it's like, how do you balance that pressure to like show up and be yourself and post content when actually it never feels like anything is good enough to go out into the world? No, I know. And I'm currently sitting on an absolute stockpile of content. <laughs> I just don't want to post because I don't feel, I feel like I can do better. Yeah. Um, and also you worry about, we all do, we all worry about what people are going to think, especially oh when gosh. our businesses, yeah. you know, because you're so exposed as a business owner. 
and you know you're always wor- worrying where's where's the next job going to come from you mm. know what's what's the next step that I need to take in my business am I doing the right thing mm. and actually the more the more you go through that kind of turmoil and that turbulence or whatever you want to say yeah I think actually when you come out the other side you realize what you're actually like the best way to do things mm. you know what I mean yeah I think sometimes it does take just put I've definitely learned when I've been like oh this is a really crap piece of content if I've just taken a risk and posted it I've always realized that that's at least a step in the right direction yeah. I think in my mind even if it's crap if it's crap but in the right direction it's a step further than I would have been if I didn't put it out there yeah. Um, but I think you're and I really loved when you talked about bringing this topic that you particularly wanted to bring because I think it's something we don't think often happens for men yeah. I think when we hear the word insecurity or kind of perfectionism or not quite feeling good enough we associate that wrongly with being a female issue mm. but actually obviously as a male it is something that like we talk about it all the time like you asked me earlier what's your biggest insecurity yeah. and you already had a few that you could reel off and I think we often maybe just assume that for men it's not something that they find yeah and i i don't know what i think it's maybe my upbringing I've, I've i've grown up with a very supportive family in you know very strong women in my life that i've i've always been able to turn to and they've always encouraged me to talk about like why i'm feeling sad or upset or angry mm. is a really key one because often boys don't understand anger versus yeah. kind of frustration and things mm. like that and you know i in that respect i've been very lucky um and yes, yeah, I, I think it's a very taboo thing, you know. Mm. Men don't suffer from mental health or the man up syndrome or that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, that is absolute rubbish. Yeah. You know, I, I have sleepless nights about worrying about my business. I have, you know, concerns and self de- detriment, mm. whatever the word is, kind of idea of thinking I'm not doing the right thing and pressuring myself into yeah. doing things that I, I don't I like having negative thoughts as well most importantly mm. and I think it's I think it's it's mad in 2018 to think that guys don't feel the same and actually I think we all need to be a little bit more outspoken and I'll hold my hands up first and go <laughs> I worry about so much I'm a big warrior yeah and, but I'm fine with that you know I'm fine yeah. with that and I think it's as long as you communicate those things and say you know what yes I worry about the same things as you and you worry about the same things as me mm. and then we can all kind of get along know that we're normal quote unquote um, and, and, move, and move on from that but yeah. yeah there's definitely that stigma behind men and especially in business as well when you've got to be that strong leader that you know that leads people to creating mm. amazing stuff I mean it's actually fact 90% of the people I don't know about I don't know about you or any of the other people listening. How often do you feel like you're just making it up as you go along? At least one time every single day. Like all the you time. You literally said it to me earlier. You're like, the more I speak to you, the more I realise that although you seem like you've got loads of intention, <laughs> you're making it up as you go along. And I was like, I'm so glad you get that impression because that's true. It's the day you realise that actually everyone on Instagram is like <laughs> making yeah. up as they go along. Yeah. Everyone on Facebook's making up as they go along. Everyone on LinkedIn is making up as they go along. Don't even get me started on LinkedIn. Yeah. You quite like LinkedIn, though. I like LinkedIn in the in the in the sense it's formal, and I mm. and I work in a very informal industry, I guess you could say, in a creative industry. Yeah. It's very fluffy, um, <laughs> and I like to bring that informality to LinkedIn. Yeah, bring a bit of yourself. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think you have to put yourself out there. It's like anything. Yeah, I mean that's a difficult thing. How do you balance 
having insecurities and kind of, I guess, always questioning if you're good enough with the need that when you have a business, you have to put yourself out there. You have to be okay with delivering a sales pitch or telling people why they should go with you over someone else. Do you feel like like having a business has kind of given you a platform to almost overcome those insecurities or is it just it? No, they make them worse. <laughs> really? Yeah, like absolutely having a business make them worse. Especially as a, as a, a business where you're self-employed, mm. you, you're so exposed. Mm. You are just so, so exposed. Yeah. You know, and if it fails, whose fault's that? It's yours, you know? So yeah, absolutely makes your insecurities worse because if, if, if the money's not coming in yeah. and people aren't paying attention to you or, you know, your customers have dried up, mm. whose fault's that? It's yours. You absolutely, I, I, I know I take it very yeah. personally. Um, I know I shouldn't. But I, I do, and I'm very lucky in, in, in the way that I've worked. Now, I owned business, I owned a self-employed business as a mm. wedding photographer, and now I have a, a, an, a company that has multiple people running it. Um, and it's mm. awesome to see the difference. And it's nice to kind of it's be not as to, isolating as well, isn't it? So, like, so lonely as well. And mm. you can almost feel like an island. Yeah. Like, I don't know about you. Did you find it difficult in those early days when everyone was clapping you because you were a Sony ambassador and you were doing all these workshops and you were so young and so successful and you probably made a lot of money? Did you find it difficult when on the inside you still felt just as insecure and isolated as you had at the start but people were kind of giving you praise from the outside and maybe couldn't see what you were actually experiencing? Well, it kind of comes from from people... when As I gained a following, people had higher and higher expectations of me mm. or so I felt you know yeah and I felt that if I posted a photo that my audience wouldn't agree with or like or mm. anything like that then that was going to suffocate me um and isn't it interesting the expectations that we put, assume though um, we, yeah but we assume that other people yeah. have over us. we say I have this expectation of myself because xyz people also do yeah and very often those are like completely invalid but yeah, yeah. we still create those expectations well it's like in I think in business, I think it's a really normal thing, mm. you know, uh, to to think that your customers or your audience or, or you know whatever line of business in your your whoever's looking at you yeah. has an opinion that's actually because you're so consumed inside your business, mm. it's it, you get really skewed and actually people people have very different opinions of your business when you actually ask them. So yeah. I think I think if there's any like action point that anyone should kind of go through to kind of get out of that headspace of mm. what your business actually looks like. Yeah. You actually just go and ask some people. Yeah. Go, what do you think of my website? What do you think of yeah. you know, my branding? What do you think of the way I present yeah. myself? What do you think when you're Instagram in it, it's so hard to get, have that kind of almost perspective on it. Which yeah, I so guess, do you find that helpful now being in a team where there's almost three of you who are all kind of running the business? You've almost got that mm. other you've got someone who can take a step back and look at what you're doing as opposed to when you're on your own and it's very consuming. And there's, 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 there's positives and negatives of being working in a team. Mm. Um, positives, you can just turn around and go, what do you think of this? Do you think I should post that or not? And they can go, no, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And secondly, you know, you can... You, the, the other good thing is, while you're doing something else, mm. someone could be doing something else. That makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, you, you can split that workload and kind of yeah. have different responsibilities. You're not trying to put everything in your backpack and mm. running with it. You know, you can, you you share some of this load and mm. you will all get there in the end. And you can do your strength as well, can't you? 
but you're not left doing everything in the business when yeah. maybe finances aren't your strength. You can oh, do the stuff that is absolutely. yours. Absolutely, finances are not my strength. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I'll hold my hands up. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's not, not what you're best at. No, but it's an important thing that you know you have to learn. I I worked out that as a wedding photographer, um, I was doing. I was an accountant. I was a marketer. Mm. I was you know a salesperson. Sales, yeah, exactly. Like I was I was doing the work. I was a photographer. Yeah, I was, I was administrator, a f- editor. Like, I was sending out contracts, I was writing contracts sometimes. I was like, I'd have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. But, yeah, you put all of those things in your backpack and you run with it. And, yeah, and every single step, you can feel like you're doing it wrong. Mm. And, and you are just making it up as you go along. I don't yeah. know if this contract's right. It could be American law, it could be UK law, but I'm yeah. going to run with it. Sometimes I just, like, add some fancy words in, like, you shall yeah. be. And I'm like, yep, sounds great, brilliant. Legal jargon. <laughs> that bides you to the law. <laughs> I think we do that though and I think it's sometimes really like you said when you ask someone how does this look from your perspective it can be really encouraging because I think often people see all the stuff that we can't always see I think we often have blind spots when it comes to noticing the stuff that's doing well in what we do mm. um, is there anything you learn when you were self well you obviously asked us self-employed but when you purely worked for and by yourself is is there anything you kind of learned within that that helped you to not always feel so kind of consumed by everything that you were doing and helped you to almost, I guess, get that perspective and take a step back on it? Yeah, um, two things I, I always did. Mm. Um, talk about it. Um, and by that, I mean talk to my family, reach out to other wedding photographers or anyone, kind of your peers. And mm. Trust me, everyone has them. You know, even your competitors, go out and meet with them at a pub, take them for a beer and go, oh, this happened to me, or I'm low on bookings. And they'll go, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, exactly. And you suddenly like feel like this entire weight has lifted off you. Yeah. Um, What was the question again? (laughs) You were talking about what you'd kind of learn to when you're self-employed and working for and by yourself, to give yourself that perspective and not feel so consumed by everything. So your first thing was to talk to other people. Talk to other people, talk to your family. And secondly... Um, fill your ears this, well, this is what I did anyway I mm. put my airpods in put my earpods in whatever you know. we can debate airpods in a minute <laughs> we've got very different opinions on this stupid headphones airpods all the way <laughs> um, put them in and fill your ears with positivity you know mm. take those negative thoughts and listen to someone you know whether it's a podcast like this that's going to make you feel like you're mm. not alone yeah and fill your ears with some positivity that's going to help you break that mood yeah. and, and break up you know, that, that negative headspace because that can drag you down for weeks and I definitely we've all gone down those holes oh my and, and I know that I've, I've been in like horrible places because of my business and I've been in stress situations where you know I've had like full on like breakdowns that, yeah. that and you know the worst part is it makes you it's a horrible cycle because it makes you less productive yeah. it makes you want to spend half the day in bed and you end up doing no work, which yeah. makes things worse. And yeah. it's like, that's the worst thing. I know. It, li- it freaks me out when I begin to think about how many illnesses and issues we can have physically mm. that are stress-related. Mm. Because I think we often negate to realise the connection between what's going on in our heads and what's going on in our bodies. And I know, like, firsthand, I've experienced how, like, run down I can get physically. Mm. Even, like, mouth ulcers. Like, I get mouth ulcers. Or, like, I've constantly got an ulcer. I get cat lips. Yeah. And it's, I can tell you it's not because... 
I brush my teeth too hard or I don't brush my teeth <laughs> enough, it's because I'm stressed. Great oral hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> to clarify, so that people don't like to start like like toothpaste or something. <laughs> um, but I sometimes Google it because I just get down a rabbit hole of like, and then like you said, I go in a cycle because I'm stressed about the fact that I'm stressed mm. and then I feel stressed about that and then it kind of... You know what's funny is, is um, even now, um, I get really stressed about not being busy enough Oh my gosh, please, because we, we talked about this earlier and it's, I think it's that when you were talking about being feeling stressed when you're not working mm. and the guilt of, yeah, not doing enough. Well, it's like the guilt of, okay, so I, I told you this story earlier and I'm going to say it again. Yeah. So I even got to the point where I'd, obviously as a wedding photographer, you, I was photographing 50 weddings a year, it's almost like one a weekend. Yeah, Sometimes in the summer I'd be back to back in the weekends and then I'd have like two or three weekends off in, in the winter. Mm. You know, they were sacred to me. And then people would still ask to meet me on those weekends. But anyway, yeah. um, and I got to the point where I was editing so much, I would, my daily routine would be get up at seven, edit until midday, mm. have lunch, and then edit. And yeah. then my girlfriend would come home, I'd cook dinner, we'd eat dinner, she'd go to bed, and I'd stay back up mm. and edit some more. And then when it came to like getting up in the morning, I'd go, oh, you know what, or sorry, in the evening, I'd go, you know what would be nice if I had um, like a nice hot bath or I could have, and then I'd realise, I'd go, wait, a bath takes longer than a shower and mm. I've got so much editing to do. Yeah. That is crazy yeah. to think that I feel guilty for having a bath yeah. versus, versus a shower. Like, that's the most horrible thing, that guilt, and it's actually crushing. Like to the point that I'd go out with on days like you know, like a day out with my family. Yeah. And I'd walk around whatever we were doing. So it's like, I don't know, a theme park. I'd walk around on a, <laughs> like going around the roller coaster, just <laughs> thinking, could be doing my editing right now. Yeah. And it, it's, it's about setting those boundaries. Yeah. Know? And that's the only way you can get around it. And to any new business owners that are out there and you're feeling oh the same sort of thing, set out some boundaries, take take your day and separate it into chunks as well and go, right, I'm doing, ed- I'm doing yeah. editing from here to here. I'm doing and you know like work out what you actually need to the hours you actually need to put in mm. and what's actually realistic as well okay if you need to work late you need to work late but, but I think people might find out, if down. you set yourself eight hours to edit it's going to take you eight hours to edit mm. but if you sit down and think okay I've got four let's see how much I can do I bet that you would probably do that far more efficiently you know what I do with a wedding and I like I, it applies to any task I break it down so like a wedding is a, like when you're editing it it's um, you have like the getting ready photos in the morning then you have the ceremony, then you have like the drinks afterwards and the, like the mm. formal photos. And I'd say in the morning, I'd be like, right, I'm going to edit the prep today mm. or I'm going to cull the prep. I'm going to go through the photos. Yeah. And I think it's like any task, whether you're writing a contract, right, I'm just going to write the first paragraph today mm. or it, like, name something in your business. That's... Um, I have to write a podcast episode, record a podcast episode. Yeah, record a podcast episode. Like, you have to split it... that down into yeah. planning it, booking in the session to record it. Drafting up the notes, sending it to my copywriter, getting it edited. There's so much in there, it's isn't there? Breaking that down into different yeah. chunks. And that's how things become manageable. Like, mm. I've been there where there's been so much on, ahead of me that I've had to get done. It just feels overwhelming and you can't get anything yeah. done. Yeah, and it's that paralysis, isn't it? I think sometimes my, my to-do list is so long that I can't face... I'll sit at my desk for the whole day and I'll click between tabs and open different mm-hmm. documents and I'll never get anything finished because I feel so overwhelmed by how many things to do. Exactly. And I think it takes away that guilt when you give yourself really attainable tasks that you know you can do. Mm. You say to yourself, like, well, I can do that. And then you end the day by feeling, oh, cool, I'm finished. As opposed to that feeling of like, you know, I hate the phrase, but I kind of live by it of like, there's always more to do. Because yeah. I think that defines owning a business. Like there yeah. is always more to do and you've yeah. got to figure out with yourself. It's, 
enough. It's, it's true, but you can only do as much as you yeah, can. Yeah, so you have do. to decide. I know there's always going to be more to do, but what am I going to put in place so that I don't always do the more? Because mm-hmm. otherwise, your business becomes your life. Yeah. And yeah. Like, I mean, you with your girlfriend, like I bet you probably didn't really spend any time with her because you were yeah, it's really working. Hard. It's really, really hard. Especially, I'd, I'd work during the week and then I'd work at the weekends. Mm. We, we would literally eat dinner and watch something on TV yeah. in the evenings, and that would be like the time we spent yeah. until the winter. I think right. the, the minute you begin to match like your productivity and no match like your happiness and contentment at life with your productivity, mm. I think that that's for me is when I start going down a really unhealthy exactly. cycle. And as soon as you get into that really unhealthy cycle, cycle you start self-doubting. Mm. And then to bring it, bring it full circle, then when it comes to even like posting out your content, you ha- you're already in that mindset of... Am I, is this right? Yeah. You know, am I doing what, am I doing what is right? Am I, shall I put, shall I push post on this? Mm. You know, and it's as soon as you start doing that, as soon as you start putting things out there, the, the slower that everything kind of comes back to you, yeah. you know, and, and if you're trying to attract customers, but you have that self doubt of wanting to be able to reach out to those customers and go, Hey, I've got a really good product here Yeah. for you. And you know, they would a hundred percent buy from if they just knew about it. Mm. As soon as you have that self-doubt, you, you know, that cripples your business. That yeah. absolutely cripples your Crippling's business. Crippling is like the perfect word for it because it's, it's dramatic to the right extent because it is that consuming when yeah. you're so crippled by like... And I think you can fill in the blank, can't you? Whether it's questioning whether you're good enough or worrying what people are going to think or not feeling like it's going to work. I think it does cripple you. And absolutely. definitely the biggest thing that I've learned to get myself out of being crippled by those things is just community. Yeah. Whether that looks like like having relationship with people that do the similar things to me or getting in membership platforms or listening to podcasts or reading books anything that reminds me that other people are feeling the same thing yeah. I think instantly takes that pressure off of feeling like you're the only one yeah absolutely and like as soon as you have that support network I, I, I'd encourage anyone to build some form of support network mm. whether it's your nan or you know your business mentor or yeah. going, having a coach that you can just run things by Mm. like that is so key to people and even now like I get stressed out about things in, in a business where I have other people that I can turn to yeah. and say what do you think I get so stressed out about you know little things that mm. I can go to my family and go oh, I'm really stressed out about this mm. and you know and what do you think you know and, and, and at least saying how you feel like I'm sorry if you can't describe how you feel every single minute of the day you're doing something yeah. wrong I think you are genuinely one of the most in touch with their like feelings and thoughts and perspectives boy I've ever met. Oh, like male. I, and I think that's very like, like that's obviously a very judgmental sentence of me. Mm. But it's off kind of what you said earlier that for men it's not, it's kind of an assumption that you don't have feelings or at least if you do have them you don't talk about them. But all the conversations that we've had you've often been the one who's slightly more in touch with. Yeah. Like even earlier you asked me what your insecurities and I didn't really know what, but you instantly had an answer because it was obviously something you were aware of. Yeah, um, well, like, I, yeah. Think, I think you have to have that self-awareness. And, yeah, you're right. Is that something that's natural in you, or is that something you've developed, do you uh, think? Like, as a young... No, you obviously mentioned that your family encouraged you to talk about things. I think it's natural in me, but, you know, I, I don't know the difference. I, I have no sense of the difference between mm. male and female. Like, my grandma was a district nurse who was the breadwinner of... Of her family, my mum's side of the family. Is it still going? Yeah. Okay. I literally can't remember what you were saying. Can you? How how can we cut this? Can you just cut it and be like? Oh yeah, I'll just no. Can I'll you just, just be like, whoops, like intermission, <laughs> musical interlude. <laughs> like, hi guys. 
Sorry for the random break there. I was interrupted. Back to the episode. <laughs> I'll just put that in. Okay. People know. Um, Do you remember what you were talking about? Yeah, I was talking about how I'm in touch. Oh yeah, in touch with your feelings. Yeah. That sounds a bit... But even me, like this is me just being honest about... Because I've obviously got prejudice. I think we all have prejudices. And one of the things I really respect about you is that you're really willing to admit where your maybe understandings have blind spots or where you believe something mm. maybe because of something that's not necessarily true but just something you've experienced. Well, we all have our beliefs. Yeah. And but I think it's difficult. Sometimes we're opinionated but not willing to... What's the difference between kind of, being opinionated and... Oh, we had this debate earlier. Yeah. Well, we'll see if people can... What's the difference? What was it? What's the difference between mm. having opinions and being opinionated? Yeah. Is it, is, is it the fact you can't listen to other people's opinions? I don't know sure if there is just... a difference though, Will. Has someone called you opinionated? Is that what's triggered this for you? <laughs> <laughs> Have you got like a bit of a soft spot on that feeling? No, no, not at all. Um, where, where were we? We were talking about feelings, weren't we? Yeah, but we um, can go with another question if you're... No, no, I think it's a good question. Okay. I think it's very valid. I mean, as I was saying, like, I, I grew up with very powerful women in, in, in behind me. My grandmother was a district nurse um, and she was like the sole breadwinner mostly. Um, of my mum's side of the family mm. um, and even up until like the week she died she was still working as a nurse yeah. in like oh, a I GP surgery in her 70s still giving flu jabs to people Yeah. Um, and in, in fact so much so that I used to go to work with her and I used to sit on like a spinny chair and people would come in and get their flu jabs and she'd get me to go and get them from the fridge so bad now oh my god so bad now that would not pass um, I think she'd check um, that she's giving people the right thing. Mm. But yeah, so I grew up with her and she was very, very strong. And I remember she used to pick me up from school on a Wednesday and a Friday and we used to drive home and she used to ask me and we used to, we were very, very close. And we had like a conversation about like why I feel that way and like, and like mm. you know, what's annoying me, whereas my yeah. mum's annoyed me or my dad's yeah. annoyed me or my brother's annoyed me or whatever. So that's been something that's been really kind of intrinsically yeah. normal yeah. to you, just Absolutely. being in touch with those things. And then my parents are separated. Um, don't worry, I'm not cut up about it or anything. Um, <laughs> Cue the violins and like it's gonna start crying. No, and therefore, like, I, uh, I think they split up when I was five or three or five. No, worse, like. you're quite young. Yeah, and then obviously, my mum has, has always worked. Like, my mum's mm. always worked a full time job. So she's obviously, you know, she brought us up. She kind of, you know, when my parents split up, she, she sacrificed a lot. And, mm. you know, not, not I, I love my dad too, and I'm just, yeah. I'm not like trying to pick one or the other, but my mum. Um, is, is very strong so I don't I don't really know the difference you know and I have very deep conversations with my mum and I kind of say like how I'm feeling and she always asks me are you happy and mm. I say yeah I'm happy yeah. or no I'm happy apart from this and this is stressing me out you know when I started Neve you know it was very stressful it's like any new business it's very mm. stressful to get it off the ground but I was able to talk to my mum and say I'm stressed out because this happened or yeah you know it's having that kind of safe space isn't it exactly because it like running a business because everything's online these days you're so in the spotlight Mm -hmm. and it's there for everyone to see whether that's your competitors or your potential clients or your school friends or whoever like people can see what you're doing and what you're up to Mm -hmm. and I do think that's where some of like when you're talking about feeling real kind of like this crippling nature when it comes to putting stuff online I think sometimes that's where it comes from is because things are so visible which I think is why we often find comfort in people that are completely kind of disconnected to what we do because they're just a safe space. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think there's everyone has their safe space, mm. you know. And and 
I think in business it's different. It's different than the, from the quote unquote like real world. You have to put yourself out there. Yeah. You know, you, you if you if you don't, then your business will fail. Like. Yeah, it's harsh but true, isn't it? It's really horrible, but but it's true. Like, and it, it goes for whatever business you have. You know, if you're a, a own a waste disposal company. You need to put yourself out there to make the connections in the council to try and get them to to use your waste disposal service. Yeah. Like versus if you're, you know, working private security. I don't know. Random. Yeah. I don't know why that's the first <laughs> thing that came to my head. You know, you need to put yourself out there to make the contacts yeah. to, to be able to get those private security jobs. Mm-hmm. If you're a you know a photographer, you need to put yourself out there to get those jobs. It's really yeah. hard. So it's if simple, you don't, but it's like, so much harder to say. It's so easy to say, but not as easy to do. I think. I think it comes from fear yeah and I think fear is either it either cripples people mm. or people take it and use it as a like petrol underneath yeah. them yeah. to light them like light a fire up underneath them that sets them which one are you going to pick going for stars you know yeah exactly and and it is it, I think some people are made for one one way and other people are made for another way yeah um, and I, think I mean I do think there's it. like a natural Obviously, anyone can run a business. Great, go you. But I do think there is, if you studied successful business owners and entrepreneurs, I think a, a, a trait that you would see in all of them is an ability to take fear and use that as something which propels them forward. Yeah. Um, but I think even from that perspective, something we don't always talk about in terms of fear, I mean, I, I feel like this episode is just us talking about like all the fear that's involved in running a business because yeah. we don't often talk about that. But I think one of the misconceptions we have is that we create standards or expectations of when I reach this income goal, when I'm fully booked out, when I get this many followers, when I X, Y, Z, I'm no longer going to feel this thing. And I mean, oh, like yeah. I first-hand experience, and I'm sure you have as well, people, well, like we both have successful businesses, mm-hmm. but we still feel this fear every single day. It's just a different type of fear. Like I was talking to you about this earlier. Yeah, interrupt. I think, I think it's how you, how you understand that fear. Yeah. Is that fear that's going to put you down? Mm. Or as I say, is it fear that's going to spur you on to, to, to mm. fix it? To, to mean that you don't have that fear. Now, it's I think fear's an interesting topic because it's as soon as you understand it, mm. you can use it. Yeah. You know, so you go, right, I'm worrying about this right now. I'm worrying that I don't have enough customers. So mm. I'm going to push Yeah, what are you going to do about it? You have to take action. Because if you just let it sit, oh, you it's just going to eat at you mm-hmm. and it's just going to manifest. Whereas actually if you create some action off the back of that mm. then that's it almost makes it a productive feeling doesn't it and tell me like why wouldn't you take action because it feels like a horrible really big task okay yeah. here's one thing that i learned years ago mm. way before i even owned my first business mm. if you want to be something or you know do something or be somewhere do one thing every single day yeah. to get you closer to where your goal is anything but then i would say that to you when you say I don't want to put anything out there because it doesn't feel perfect. So I true. Say just put it out there. So true. Because the worst that's going to happen is it doesn't do as well as you hope it will. That's and then the next time it gets a bit of bit closer to where you want it to be. So true. And that's it. That's it. Like, I can sit here and say that. Yeah. But, but it's good to admit that it's easier said than done, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're not sat here going, we've got it all figured out. We don't feel any fear. Like, all mm-hmm. of, most of our conversations are about struggles and issues and concerns and fears that we have as business owners. And I think the more we talk about them, the easier it gets. I think 
Yes, I think as taking those fears mm. and turning them into action, bite-sized action yeah. that you can that you can use to your advantage mm. is the way forward. Yeah. And if you're in that rut right now, if you're feeling low, if you're feeling like you you don't know which step to take, the left or right, or mm. you know, run ahead straight, you know, you need to take one thing yeah. at a time. Yeah. And at least take one step. It doesn't matter what direction. Trust me, I tell you this now. As long as you're as long as you're not taking steps backwards and, and you know, kind of yeah. take going inside yourself, as long as you're putting pushing yourself Mm. Even if it's just a little bit, you don't need to do much. Yeah, but I think also acknowledging that some fears, not most of them, but some, are actually just completely irrational and unproductive. Like, and sometimes that action, that step in the right direction, is just saying, "I'm going to completely ignore that mm. and not listen to that fear again." Like, for example, we, I was saying this to you earlier, but I think this will be a helpful one to open up about because, like I said, we do often talk about the fears involved in starting a business and before you're quote-unquote successful or booked out. Or, what does even success mean? Do you know what I mean? Come on. Screwed up. But anyway, yeah, if yeah, you fill in the gap of like fully booked out, making your income goals, whatever, like for me, who's currently would hold those definitions where my business is, to me, what feels like successful, mm. um, I have really actually this week been struggling with the fear of feeling fearful that that success is going to go away and fearful not because of anything I've done but I'm scared that that success is built on nothing more than the fact that I'm in the right place at the right time and I've got the right opportunities and that therefore if any of those external circumstances change my success is going to go away because it's not built on me and that's a fear which actually is in no way productive and that's a fear that I can't do anything with and apart from saying, I'm going to ignore that, I need to stop listening to that voice and that needs to yeah. go away. Yeah, but yeah. it's having, like, I've not even really thought about that until we've had this conversation. Like, this whole week, I've been feeling really, not rough, but just had moments where I've been like... You've had a lot going on this week, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, it's only Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, we're so dramatic, though, aren't we? We're like, <laughs> longest week of my life. But it is funny. and it, it, I know this episode's kind of all over the place, but I mm. think it is... Things can look very, very quote-unquote successful from the outside. And we talked about this earlier when people say to you, things are going so well for you, you're looking like amazing, look at all you're doing. And like that's so lovely and I really appreciate when people do that. But it can be really hard to take that in when on the inside all you're telling yourself is, I don't deserve this, it's not because I've done it, Questioning it's going to go away. As well, yeah, like, like yeah. just because it looks successful, is it successful? I mean, like, yeah. oh, it's I so think we could talk all day about like, yeah it's so many fears and so and like i don't mean for this episode to sound really negative i just no. i think this episode mainly is intended for people who uh run a business and get what we're talking about because mm-hmm. as soon as you run a business you understand that this conversation isn't us whining or being negative but it's no. just us being honest that it's not always and i hope that you like you can relate you know mm. again if you haven't got that community around you it's sometimes really hard to, to you feel like that island yeah um and i'm hoping that this podcast will kind of if you're in that rut and mm. you're feeling like there's so much to do that you can't breathe. Yeah. I'm hoping that you just, like, this is going to be that little kickstart, that little petrol underneath you to go, actually, you know what, it's not so bad. I'm going to take one step, just a little step, and I'm going to break the rut that I'm in. Because we all mm. get in ruts, we all get low. Yeah. You know, and that's perfectly normal for men and for females. Yeah. And I'm really glad that I got you on today, not only because it's from a male's perspective. Thanks. But actually, I'm a male. You are a male. Well done. People are going to listen and be like, is he actually a male? Because she said he's male so many times. Can I just point out the first male? (laughs) Although it is actually currently on the schedule that 
my episode with my boyfriend is going up before this. Oh no, disaster. <laughs> we'll see. This one might even go up tomorrow or it might go up next week. So. Okay, depends how much you like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> depends how much I can be willing to listen to our voices back. For now, they'll now they'll know. Now they'll know. Yeah, you won't know until people are listening to this. Can we give, some, can we give people something to action before we go? You can, yeah, go for it. You give one and then I'll give one. Um, take a step, any step. Yeah, I feel like that's been the thing. It'll probably be right. Do something. <laughs> Just that one thing, though. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, I stole the good one. <laughs> yeah, you did. You stole the very, like, actionable good one. I would say another thing we've talked about a lot, which is just talk to other people. Mm. And something that I'm learning from you as well is that as much as, obviously, we spend time together when we're working, the conversations that we have when we're doing that just remind me how important it is to talk to people who get it and talk to mm. people who understand some of what you're going through. Because it can... Like talking about, I am making X amount of money, I'm living the life that I really dream of, I work flexibly, yet I constantly feel guilty and fearful and like I don't deserve this. Mm. That can be something that's really scary to talk about to someone who doesn't get it because you seem very privileged and like you're just whining. So Mm. talking to someone that gets it and someone who understands that you're saying it from a place of actually just needing to talk about something would be my thing. So get in community and talk to people. Cool. Have you enjoyed being on the podcast? I've loved being on the podcast. I feel like I have no clue what I'm going to name this episode, but I always say that because we just have... Yeah. But I feel like talking about... I would love to label it like a male's perspective on getting consumed in the fear and guilt and whatever else involved in running a business. I feel like you just signed the title. Nailed it. (laughs) Smashed it. Get it uploaded. Um, Thanks for having me. That's all right. I feel like we should just record all of our conversations because they're quite interesting. Yeah, great. If people do want a slightly controversial... We have a lot of... I mean, there's a lot of topics we've talked about. <laughs> I feel like we have a lot of... Leave some recommendations yeah. and we'll, we'll break them down. Well, we need people to answer two things. The first thing is, what's the difference between being opinionated and having opinions? Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, do they want us to do a controversial topics, debate-style episode? And if so, what topics can we talk yeah, about? I like that. Because we've had... A whole host. We can get fired up. I wouldn't talk about politics. Not willing no, to do not, that. We're not going to go into politics. No, but we talk a lot about like. I mean, we had a big conversation about like chips on our shoulders, and it was almost yeah. like, does being a male give you an easier walk into running a business, or does because you've obviously had. Yeah, anyway. dear, we won't get, even get, get into, get into, into it, it now. I'll start my debate. The fire, is, <laughs> the fire is lighting up inside me. <laughs> I'm already thinking of what I want to say. I'm like, I've nailed it. I've got my points ready. Cool. Anyway, cool. Thanks. That's right. See you later. See ya. Bye. Bye.